All Things Black with Garland and Calvin present Fanboys. Fanboys is a weekly breakdown of the sports world from a fan's perspective. Now, here are your hosts, Garland and Calvin. All Things Black presents Fanboys. It's our weekly podcast. Just two guys talking about sports. Yeah, giving out a little perspective. I'm Calvin. On the other side, there's my guy Garland. What's going yeah. on, Garland? Feeling great, feeling great, man. You know, so much to get to today, man. It, it, it's been a wild sports week. It's just been a wild week in general, man. But uh, it's good to be alive, man. Uh, it, I think summer's come back. Uh, <laughs> it's supposed to be fall. This global warming ain't no joke, man. It's supposed to be fall, and it's like going to be like 75, 80 degrees in the next couple of days. It's crazy. I know you better watch your mouth. Donald Trump said there is no such thing as global warming. You remember it was cold outside and he went out, he was like, see, it ain't warm. <laughs> right. Hey, hey babe, you're right, though. I saw uh, a meme that said at this point, Thanksgiving, instead of a dinner, it'll be a cookout. Bro. Like, you're right. You're going to fry that turkey outside and sit outside and eat around the table. For real, for real. Um, exactly. It don't get cold no more. It don't. Our summer stuff. Our summer yeah. Stuff when the last time out. we had like a real, I think a couple years ago when they had the, uh, it was not a snowmageddon. I forget what it was called, but it was like a cold snap. We had this Arctic ball over the East Coast and it was like cold for like three weeks. I think it's the last time it was really cold. Yeah, it hasn't been really cold. Now we and, and so last year, um, because I hate, you know, we bought a house a few years ago and I hate mm-hmm. shoveling snow, but last year I didn't have much snow right. to shovel. Um, it wasn't a whole lot, or last season, let me say last yeah. year. It wasn't a whole lot of snow to shovel. So I'm hoping the same thing. Some people like snow. I always say people that love snow don't have to shovel that shit. Right. I hate it. Bro, it, I got it, a uh I got a blower. I may have used it two times in the last five years and it wasn't even legitimate that i used it i just took it out because i was just tired of seeing it sit there and but um yeah i got a blower and i've used it all the two times in the last five years i used to know a girl named blower oh my god man (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna talk a little world series we're gonna go uh, of course, in the NFL, we're going to um, also look at uh, some of our picks in the NFL, you know, which trade deadline during the week. And so Ravens made some big moves and they had a big loss. But we're going to start off with the NBA. We're going to start off with the Brooklyn Nets. And as a matter of fact, I found some music to kind of lead us into this discussion of the Nets. It's the theme music to As the World Turns. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> As the Brooklyn Nets turn. Yeah, man, the Brooklyn Nets, man. They got a lot going on, bro. And it kind of all came to a head this past week. Now, it's it's funny. This happened after the broadcast of um, Fanboys last week, last Saturday. Brooklyn Nets guard Kyrie Irving, he was being questioned by the media. And uh, one particular writer uh, asked him about a IG post that he made highlighting a movie entitled From From Hebrews to Negroes. Uh, The movie, which is available (laughs) on Amazon Prime platform, is filled with a lot of anti-Semitic, 
Islamophobic, anti-Christian rhetoric. And so Irving, he refused to denounce the film and he claimed that he was not promoting it just because he posted it on his social media. Uh, Nets owner, Josiah, he condemned the video and stated he was disappointed with Kyrie for posting it. And, uh, but Kyrie, that still didn't prompt him to apologize or to take it down. And then several days later, uh, Commissioner Adam Silva, he also condemned Irving in the movie. Well, then we moved to Tuesday and Steve Nash and the Nets decided to mutually part ways. That means they fired him, but just to say we decided that it wasn't working out. A first-time head coach, Nash was hired by the Nets in 2020 to replace Kenny Atkinson a year after Durant and Irvin signed with the team. Uh, Brooklyn made the playoffs in each of Nash's two full seasons, but won only one series and started this season two and five. It was reported by ESPN that the Nets were targeting suspended head coach Ime Udoka as Nash's replacement. Remember, Udoka led the Celtics to the NBA Finals last season and his only season as head coach of the Celtics, but he was placed on indefinite suspension because of an inappropriate sexual relationship with a female employee within the organization. Well, we get to Thursday, and your boy Kyrie, he's still in denial mode. And so they kept him from the press for two days, hoping that, you know, maybe he would have some change of uh, heart or something like that. But they asked him again on Thursday, Kyrie, do you endorse this film? Do you support this film? And he still reiterated, uh, re uh, excuse me, reiterated his support of the movie. And he refused to apologize for the messaging in the film. As a matter of fact, Kyrie said, I don't know. I, I'm Semitic. I, you know, it's not offensive to me. And as a result of that, the Nets decided to go ahead and suspend Kyrie for five games with no pay. And so um, Kyrie eventually, uh, he apologized. He took the uh, post down and he said in his Instagram approach, uh, to all Jewish families and communities that are hurt and affected from my post, I'm deeply sorry to have caused you pain. And I apologize. I initially reached out of, excuse me, I initially reacted out of emotion to being unjustly labeled anti-Semitic. Instead of focusing on the healing process of my Jewish brothers and sisters that were hurt from the hateful remarks in the documentary, I want to clarify any confusion on where I stand fighting against anti-Semitic uh, language by apologizing for posting the documentary without context and a factual explanation outlining the specific beliefs in the documentary that I agree with and disagree with. I had no intentions to disrespect any Jewish cultural history regarding the Holocaust or perpetuate any help, any hate. I am learning from this unfortunate event and hope we can find understanding between us all. And so what do you think about this whole thing that's going on with the Nets? First, you have, you know, uh, Kyrie, him uh, with the uh, video, and then as a result also, of uh, this video, uh, Nike suspends his relationship with Kyrie and the Kyrie 8's launch is off. And so his new signature shoe that was supposed to be coming out has been canceled. Um, so we got Kyrie, you know, with the uh, Hebrews and Negroes. Then you had the firing of Nash. They're considering hiring Ime Odoka. As a matter of fact, it was predicted that possibly it was gonna be done last week. It has not been done yet, probably because of this Kyrie mess. 
Then Kyrie comes back, says, no, he doubles down. I'm still with the video. They go ahead and suspend him without pay for five games. And so uh, what do you think about the Nets and this whole mess? Um, well, let me start with the the least of the ones that I care about, which is Steve Nash being fired because he should have been fired last year. Steve Nash, right. horrible coach. Like that's not even that's not even really an issue that needs to be discussed. Like it was, he just wasn't good as a coach. Now the issue that needs to be discussed, of course, is uh, Ime Adoko, who, as you know, is as we would like to call him, the dude that messed up near long. Um, But, you know, maybe if they get back together, he went from Boston to Jersey. Then if Philadelphia fires Doc, then, well, yeah, then he can go to Philly. Then he can come down to the Wizards and she can be closer to us because that's all I care about is. (laughs) That's all you care? She just turned like 52 and she had a photo shoot and she looks like she's unbothered. But, you know, it could be the makeup. Anybody check on Nia Long? Make sure she good. Tell her call me. I'm I'm, I'm here for. Her. Now let me go back to uh, Kyrie. Katina, don't listen to this. <laughs> it's so many layers to um, the Kyrie Irving thing. Um, it, so I don't know if if you all said it uh, back when we were in our like twenties. But there's always been, especially in the NBA, there's always been what we call the Negro wake-up call. Um, These guys would get out here and be wilding for whatever reason. They just wilding. They talk bad. They, you know, they get a little fame. And then the NBA always has a way to remind them it's still black. The perfect example for me has always been Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson was out here wilding and wearing everything he wanted to wear. And, you know, they they were getting on him, talking bad about him. But, you know, he he started the whole uh, braids with the hair halfway out and all that. You know, it, it was sure. wilding until he made that record and was, what was he, dissing the police, dissing the NBA all on the record? David Stern swooped <laughs> right on in. Right, gave him that suspension. Next, forty thing, bars was, was the name of the uh of the record. Forty. Allen Iverson came and was like, "I want to apologize for everything I see." It's the Negro wake up call. So Kyrie has finally gotten his Negro wake up call, and it's a long time coming. Um, I listened to Bomani Jones this week, and one of the things he mm-hmm. said, and it's so true, and I think we all have this. It, all of us, except for Kyrie, have this level of professionalism. When you reach a certain status, there are certain things that you just cannot do anymore because, yes, there's free speech, but it's going to cost you money. It's going to cost you popularity. It's going to cost you your livelihood. And being anti-Semitic, we know more than anything else, being anti-Semitic will cost you everything. You can talk about Black people. You can talk about Asians. You start talking about Jewish people, you are in trouble. And for whatever that's worth, Kyrie knew it, but Kyrie just, just he he refused to just say, hey, I'm sorry, my bad. Oh, I didn't even watch the movie. I didn't mean to promote it. I don't know. Like, he just refused to, to give in. He just kept doubling down, tripling down, quadrupling down until they finally had to suspend him. Now, the only issue I have with the suspension and and I, I kind of just briefly saw this this morning. I don't know how true it is. The Nets have some things that he has to do prior to being reinstated. 
Um, he has to apologize. He has to um, meet with like some Jewish leaders. Now, I don't know how true this is. I didn't get a chance to really research into it. But mm -hmm. if it is, that's where I think it's going a little too far. Only because, um, you know, even abusers don't have to go through all of that to be reinstated, you know. So it, it's just... Kyrie finally got his call. You and I both said at the beginning of the season when we were talking about the um, predictions for the NBA that the Nets won't do well because Kyrie's already going to lose you 10, 15 games off the top just because of his shenanigans. And it's five games right here. And we're barely into the season. Already five games. Now, they may not lose all five, but it's going to impact the team. <sighs> Kyrie just needs to chill. Um, I, I such a great player, but just such so misguided and misdirected. Wiz Khalifa said it. Um, Wiz Khalifa came out and was like, I don't understand why dudes that make all this money, you have everything of your dreams. You're just going back and forth arguing with people or just doing stuff that is not conducive to your money. Like, just chill. Sit back and relax. And that's all Kyrie needs to do. Play basketball, sir. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, let me deal with, I'll, I'll start like you did. Uh, let's deal with Nash first. Yeah, we already said that Nash was not a great coach. Um, although he had all that power, uh, firepower, at one point he had James Harden, Kyrie, and KD, and they could not get far with that. And um, it was just in the stars that he was not going to make it through. To me, it almost looked like maybe they've been planning on trying to get Yudoka from the day that he was suspended with the Celtics. To me, the optics of that is kind of troubling because he's had this issue with Boston. And so they bring him in. They're going to have to deal with this issue of what happened when you were in Boston. And do you care about women? There's a man that allegedly his behavior was very inappropriate within the organization. You're just going to bring him right into your head coaching job. They're going to have to answer for that. And, I, and I'm sure they can get through it. But, you know, Yudoka, he had a, you know, he was on that staff before getting to Boston. So he's familiar with the players. There's a um, word out there that he has a close relationship with Kevin Durant. And so it may be a good fit for them. I don't know if it's going to make them uh, immediate contenders because they have a lot to get over. They, that lineup, that mix just does not work. That's just not a good roster. And uh, also, your boy Ben Simmons is out. He's been out the last couple games with some knee issues. Although Was Kyrie, he in? true, <laughs> <laughs> so true. Although uh, your boy KD, he he broke an ankle last night against the Wizards. Oh my God, he did a crossover back, pulled that thing up from PG County, and people just lost their mind. And so. You know, they got a player there. They got something they could build on it. You never know. They might catch a spark. But for right now, Jock Vaughn is the interim coach. We'll see what happens with Yudoka. Jock Vaughn was a great point guard at Kansas. If he was. He was. Know. And then he got to the NBA and got ate up. And then yeah. he's been a terrible <laughs> coach with a couple teams. Hey, real quick on Yudoka. Mm -hmm. the, the the only reason I didn't I don't really stay on him much is because his his issue was he cheated on the along. Um, as far as we know, the uh, the relationship was consensual. He just broke team rules. Yeah, he broke team um, so rules. So he deserves a second chance. I don't. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying that that's for an organization that's in turmoil. Do you want more turmoil? 
coming with you, you know, it's going to be those questions. They're going to have to answer that. What does that mean? Bringing him in where you did, you're already pursuing him, and he's going to have to answer for what happened in Boston because he really has not answered that. Yeah, I don't think they really care. You know, they don't. You know, that. Uh, well, of course, they don't care. Yeah, sports. I'm talking about anyone. Sports don't care about women. Um, mm -hmm. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. I mean, yeah, there you go. Yeah. And, okay, and let's get to your boy Kyrie <laughs> real quick. Kyrie is the hotep that's in the barbershop. He not quite well read, but he think he well read. <laughs> He think he know everything. He not really. I mean, he did a year of college, but he ain't got no degree. Um, <laughs> right, he went to two for a year. I forgot about that. Right. He, he did the a, devil. Right. He's but you know I, I, this is Kukari. You know he he wear dashiki, but he eat pork. You know he's that type of guy. <laughs> and you know, when he doubled down, I was like, yeah, he is in mode of, I don't care what y'all say, this is what I believe. And to me, Kyrie, you got to read the room. You got to read, you under, You got to understand what you put out on your platform says, it states about who you are, or what your thought is, or what your viewpoint is. Uh, we had an example of that for uh, four years ago with Donald Trump. When Donald Trump was posting things on his platform, but then he would say, oh, I, I don't really support that. I don't really support Proud Boys and all of these things. When you put those type of things on your platform, you're basically giving it an endorsement. Exactly. You're promoting it. Even we don't have blue checks. Me and Calvin, we're not even we ain't going to play for uh, blue checks, Elon Musk. But <laughs> when we retweet stuff or we post stuff, um, we're posting it because we... You know, we think it's funny. We think it's smart. It's something that we, a viewpoint, we agree with. And so, yeah, I, you know, he was just, I think it was a bad read. I mean, especially after seeing what's going on with Kanye West. Um, yeah, you really did not read the room, my friend. And I think you knew if you came back and apologized that same day you were first asked the question, we wouldn't be talking about a five-game suspension. You'd probably still be paying, playing. But you know, he's not canceled. People like, oh, you know, black people, we got stand up with Kyrie is not canceled. He's just suspended for five games. It's just a it's just a game check. Trust me, if he got released by the Nets, someone would sign him immediately. In an instant. In an instant. He's still going to have a job. And so um, these things are hurtful. We, we just can't go by that. You know, we, we, we just can't gloss over that. And um, you know that they're hurtful. And I, I think Jamel Hill said it best. She wrote an article in the Atlantic, and she has this quote. She says, there's nothing wrong with Black men examining their roots to better understand their place in history or in the world. But it's hard to believe that this can't be done without advancing ideas that denigrate others. And I think that says it all in a nutshell. Yeah, I know that we're trying to identify who we are. I mean, if you know anything about genealogy, I mean, Black people were not listed in the census until after the Civil War. And so we were listed as uh, ownership of those slave masters who possibly owned our ancestors. We just listed by a number. We didn't even, weren't, we were not even listed by name. Half of us don't know where we come from in Africa or any of the other Caribbean countries. And so, yeah, we're always, in search of who we are. I understand that. But 
there's nothing wrong with trying to find yourself, but we shouldn't do that at the expense of others, at hurting other people. And, you know, um, it's unfortunate it had to come to this, but, you know, uh, that's the choice that you made, Kyrie. It really is the choice that you made. And I'm sure the Brooklyn Nets are like, yo, we just want you to play ball. Right. I'm sure yeah. Kevin Durant is just like, yo, we just want you to play ball. Just shut up. Like, like, yeah, dude, just say, say, I don't support it. I'm going to take it down. And, and, and let's just go play yeah, some Just ball. move on, sir. Let's just, just move on. All right. And so uh, let's go to Major League Baseball. The Houston Astros, uh, they could possibly uh, win the World Series this evening. Uh, they lead the series 3-2 after winning two or three games in Philadelphia, one of which was a combined no-hitter. I think this is the second combined no-hitter in World Series history. And the Astros, uh, they play tonight to close out the series. Uh, the team leading going back home has won over 70% of the closeout games. Teams down 3-2 have only come back from a 3-2 deficit a little over 30% of the time. And so uh, it's been a real good series. That uh, the, the Phillies' bats really have just gone cold. I mean, the, uh, the meat of their line, lineup, outside of uh, Bryce Harper, uh, they pretty much struggled to uh, hit the ball. Uh, if Houston didn't blow that uh, game one at home, it's possibly that this is already over. And so uh, our boy Trey Mancini made a big defensive play uh, the other night. Uh, that that was a shot down the line that probably was either going to tie up the game or put the Phillies up at least by one. And uh, it was he was in great position after uh, holding the runner. He was right there on the bag, was able to uh, stab it and put his uh, foot on first. And so uh, the, the the Astros pitching really has been outstanding. They've gotten timely hitting. Altuve, he's woken up and he's been hitting the ball. And so any thoughts about the World Series? Yeah, man. Well, you called it. You called um, Astros in six. I called Phillies mm -hmm. in seven after the first game. But the Phillies missed the golden opportunity to take two out of three at home. Um, losing two out of three at home. Is basically the, it puts them under. Now they may, you know, take this one, um, the next one in Houston and tie it up, but I don't see them winning two in Houston. So um, other than that, you know, good, good for Trey Mancini. Um, Bryce Hopper is still, like you said, doing it. And the Phillies bats went from, it's like night and day, especially after they, uh, they beat up Verlander. Um, yeah. That, and then he that first game. Back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They come back with that. Um, uh, he comes back wins his game and then I think he he's not the pitcher in the combined no hitter. Um no, no. He, yeah, he won his game and then the combined yeah. no hitter came. Yeah, right. man, the Phillies bats went cold. So good season. Yeah. Uh I still want the Phillies to win in seven, but I wouldn't mind Trey getting him a him a ring, a World Series ring. Okay. Uh tonight's pitching matchup is uh for the Phillies is Zach Wheeler and uh starting for uh, the Astros was a uh, game two winner, uh, Framber Valdez. And so uh, it should be a good game. That's at eight o'clock tonight on Fox. And uh, we see what happens. But the, the series has not disappointed. It's been some timely hitting, a lot of emotion. I mean, the fans in Philly, I mean, uh, it's a great time to be a Philly sports fan. I mean, you got yeah, an undefeated Eagles team. You got uh, Phillies in the World Series. Uh, the 76ers are doing a little something. I think they got a soccer team that's in the championship. You had Jack so, Sullivan singing the national. Yeah, you had Meek Mill out, out there. Yeah. With dreams and nightmares. Right. Philadelphia getting it. 
Yeah, I'm like, where, where the roots cheese. at? They need to have uh, Quest Love out there or something doing yeah, something. Still, so, uh, cheesesteak's still an average. Oh, my goodness. You're going to stop. Uh, and Philly people, I, the, the, the views average. of Calvin Coates about Philly cheesesteaks do not express hey, the values but of listen, fanboys. <laughs> listen, listen, they are average cheesesteaks, but that that is better than what I have rated them after I went to gyms and somewhere else. But then I think I forgot the place you sent me to. Dish Kabibbles, yeah, and this Kabibbles was actually good, still. Mm -hmm. But it was yeah. actually good. It was, I'm, on, I'm taking the overall average of the horrible ones, and then <laughs> the Dish Kabibbles yeah. good one, and it's still average. Going going to gyms is like being in Baltimore and going to Red Lobster for a crab cake. Yeah, it was it was it was bad. I thought <laughs> I was doing something. They had all these celebrities no. on the wall, and then when I went back, it was uh, closed anyway because it had burned down. It was uh, right. fire damage. So, but then uh, you sent me to Iskabibbles, which was right up the street. So right. I went there. So, bro, I, you can find a, a slamming crab cake in Baltimore at a hole in the wall corner store. And so, um, yeah, don't. Yeah, don't, I'm sorry, you. You didn't win the gene. You should have won the Genos of Pats if you're going to do that. I've so, done. I've done those too. And uh, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, like <laughs> Philly hey, people. I'm sorry, he not with, with me the, with the famous <laughs> Philly cheesesteaks, Genos and Pats. I went to both on the same night since they're across the street from one. Another. Mm -hmm. You're right. First experience. Blame boys to men for that because that's when Motown Philly was back again, and they was. Did you have that? What, did Genos. you have the flat tie? <laughs> Hey, this is where Boys the Men was. Motown Philly. I mean, you you could at least went to Tony Luke's or something. Oh my god. You know they got Tony Luke's. I think we talked about this. They got Tony Luke's down at the casino. Or they, at least they did anyway. I don't know if they Yeah, now Tony Luke's is decent as well. I've been to Tony Luke's as well. All right, we're gonna get back to sports, y'all. So <laughs> two fat guys talking about food. All right. <laughs> Let's go to the NFL. Uh, last week was trade deadline, and so uh, a lot of moves was made in the league. As, uh, as a matter of fact, a couple of significant ones. Uh, running back Naheem uh, Hines, he was traded from uh, the Colts to the uh, Buffalo Bills. Uh, Calvin Ridley, who has uh, been suspended for the season uh, for allegedly gambling on uh, games, he was traded uh, from the Falcons to the Jaguars. Uh, running back Jeff Wilson, who I think I have on one of my fantasy teams, he was traded from the uh, 49ers to the Dolphins. Uh, William Jackson, he was traded from the Commanders. He's a cornerback to the Steelers. Uh, Bradley Chubb was a great pickup for the Dolphins. Uh, out, outside linebacker from uh, the Broncos was traded to the Dolphins. Uh, Chase Claypool, he went from the Steelers to the Bears. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, he went uh, tight end. He went from the Lions to the Vikings. Uh, Kadarius Toney, uh, he went from the Giants to the Chiefs. Uh, Robert Quinn uh, was picked up by the Eagles, a major pickup. Robert Quinn is a great pass rusher. Uh, James Robinson, he went from the Jaguars. He's a running back to the Jets. Of course, we already knew about Christian McCaffrey. And uh, so a lot of great trades, but the Ravens is also in that mix. They made a great trade. They traded uh, A.J. Klein, a 2023 second rounder and a 2023 fifth rounder for a tackling machine linebacker 
Rokon Smith. And so he's going to uh, get in the middle with Patrick Queen. And so what's your uh, initial thought about that trade of uh, the Ravens picking up Rokon Smith? Uh, first off, uh, let me let me give a quick shout out, and nobody else probably will, to um, AJ Klein because um, in that that last game, that Monday night, I'm sorry, he Thursday good. night game, he mm -hmm. played very well. Mm -hmm. He played he very good. well. So shout out to him. Um, but see you later. Thanks, thanks for uh, picking Thank up your value so we can move you. Um, hey man, the Ravens are known for defense. And I think somebody whispered in their ear and was like, "Y'all gonna have to do something. This Go is get somebody. Great <laughs> pickup, man. <laughs> right. Twenty five right. years old. He leads the league in tackles. Right. He's fast. He can cover. Um, especially playing th this Monday night game is going against an Alvin Kamara that can do it all. I think mm. he'll be able to neutralize him. But also, what it does." One of the things that we don't give Patrick Queen a lot of credit for is he rushes the passer. And he mm -hmm. rushes the passer pretty well um, and does it pretty consistently. Now, he's small, so he gets chipped off a lot, but he mm -hmm. at least gets in there. This may free him up to do that a little more, to roam free. Um, then you're talking about adding Tyus Bowser, adding David Ajabo. I mean, this Ravens defense might might yeah. end the season top five i mean marcus williams come back yeah, yeah. I, I mean yeah. i i think it's a great move plus um one of the things that we've talked about is that the ravens do not have a star on every level of their uh team so of course they got they got lamar um but then they got uh marcus and mark andrews but on the defense, they don't have a, a bona fide next level star. I think Roquan Smith is that guy. Now, of course, they got to sign him. You know, this this mm -hmm. might just be a rental. But here's the, also the kicker. If they don't sign him, they get a compensatory pick, which I believe is third round, which still isn't bad. Um, but yeah. Do I'm they get a comp pick on this? Yeah, they okay, get a comp pick. Okay. Yeah, they'll get a comp pick if he uh, moves mm -hmm. on. Um, but I think this is a I think this is a great pickup, and hopefully it's impactful. Um, you you just never know until you see him on the field. Um, there's no reason to believe that it won't be. Um, there's no reason to believe that Mike McDonald don't know doesn't know how to use him. But so we'll see. I, I'm I'm hoping it works out, but we'll see Monday night. Definitely, uh, he has 83 tackles for the season, two and a half sacks, and two interceptions. Uh, he played well against the Ravens last season when the Ravens played them in Chicago, um, had a good game as well. And so, um, yeah, I think it's a great pickup. I agree with you. Um, I'm not, I, I would love to see them resign him because um, he is in his last year of his contract. You did give up a second rounder. A second rounder is usually a starter. And so uh, you're giving up some high draft capital to get him. And so uh, I would, you know, really want to see them bring him uh, back and be able to sign him. And also, you know, uh, he's in the same type of situation that Lamar is. He represents himself. And so uh, the Ravens haven't done well with players who represent <laughs> themselves uh, being, you know, as we can see with Lamar. And so uh, I'm a little concerned about that, that you gave up that much and uh, you don't have him at least for another year or two. But the Ravens, they've always done well with getting these guys back. I mean, 
Uh, they did the same thing with Marcus Peters. They were able to extend him, and they've done it with other players. And so, you know, there's a possibility that, you know, um, it could always be done. And so we'll see what happens. But I think it's outstanding. Um, this has always been oh. – Right. And, you know, the Ravens have been searching for a Mike linebacker for the last two seasons. Pretty much. They, they've been searching for someone to play the middle so that can free up Patrick Queen to roam a little bit more because he's not a shed blocker tackle type guy. Like you said, he's a, you know, hit the gap, rush the quarterback type of a linebacker, you know. So that's why we brought in the Josh Bonds and that's why they brought in others to try to fill that spot so Queen could uh, move over and uh, play the will linebacker. And, you know, so I, I think it's great. I think the defense is going to uh, go well. But on the flip side, uh, we heard some bad news about uh, Ravens wide receiver Rashad Bateman uh, due to a foot injury, uh, a Liz Frank injury. He'll be out for the remainder of the season. First, of all, I hate Liz Frank. Whoever that she is, <laughs> I can't stand her. I could, Liz Frank, whatever, whoever you are, go away. Uh, Liz Frank uh, injury to his foot, and he's going opted to have surgery, which will put him out for the rest of the season. I think if you remember Hollywood Brown, he came to the Ravens when he was drafted. He was just coming off of a Liz Frank injury, and he had just had foot surgery and had screws in his feet and everything. And it took him at least a whole season and a half uh, to uh, get back to a level where he felt comfortable with playing. And so we we'll see what happens with Rashad down the line, but a lot of people are a little greasy that the Ravens did not go out and find a wide receiver. Um, I'm of the objective of one, and I've said this every time we talk about the Ravens receivers, who's wide receiver number one on the Ravens? Mark Andrews. There you go. So we wide receiver number one is there. <laughs> Rashad Bateman was Devin DuVernay, okay? So he just – Moves out, Duvernay moves up a little bit more. Mark Bate, I mean, Mark Andrews is there. He's wide receiver number one. We straight, okay. So I don't know if we necessarily needed a wide receiver because this is not a wide receiver centric offense. Yeah, you know, and I'm I'm with you on that. I don't know if we, I would I would have I wouldn't have had a problem with getting. Um, Someone of a of a maybe a second tier talent like um mm -hmm. the, the, who just went to the Chiefs was it Galladay that just went to the Chiefs no 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 uh, Kadarius Kadarius uh, Tony. Tony like a Kadarius Tony um you know just someone like that um just someone else and only because for whatever reason they don't like using Duvernay I think they should use Duvernay more. Um, but for whatever reason, they don't like using them. Demarcus Robinson, we saw in the last game that he can catch, you know. I, I mean, so I'm with you. I don't necessarily think they needed a wide receiver. I think what they need more is for Lamar to stop depending so much on Mark Andrews. If you notice, he looks off of everyone else just to throw mm -hmm. Andrews. He won't even throw the outlet pass. Just to you know, he won't he won't get the three or four yards. He's looking for Andrew. That's really the issue. Um, Lamar and and granted, we understand why you know it's been paying dividends for the last three years. So we understand why he's always throwing to Mark Andrews. But 
he needs to look more at some of his other receivers. And I know he doesn't trust them. Hopefully this Tampa game showed him that he can trust them. Now, what it also did was put Isaiah Likely in that tight end spot. Sure. So what it may do is now Lamar is still off of the wide receivers and looking at the tight end, looking at Likely, who's a taller receiver and can also catch the ball. I wonder I wonder if uh, Likely can, can grab that ball in traffic like Mark Andrews does. I, that's what I'm wondering. But – yeah, man, um, I'm with you. I don't, I don't know if they necessarily needed a big time receiver. I think Lamar just needs to trust the receivers more. Um, and I, but I wouldn't have minded, like I said, like a, you know, a second tier receiver, you know, just to just to help out. Right. Okay. Okay. And so uh, the Ravens are moving forward. Uh, they play on Monday night, and then after Monday's game in New Orleans, they'll be on oh, bye. I'm, and so mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And real quick on Rashad Bateman, just like uh, your boy Ben Simmons, has he ever played? Like I don't, I don't even understand why we always talk about Rashad Bateman. Like, yeah, I mean, he did start off the season pretty well. I mean, we we got to give him at least that. The first couple games, he 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 played very well. He had one long touchdown that jumped his stats up. He's been thrown <laughs> to maybe. An average of four or five times a game he's been targeted, and out of the yeah. four or five, he may drop two of those. Like I'm, so I don't dislike Rashad Bateman, but he's really has he's never really been there. Like he's never been on the field for us. He's he's never really been that impactful for us. So every time they talk about he's ranked high, their number one receiver is down. I'm always like, uh, yeah. He wasn't there last. Even when he is there, he's not really there. I'm not. I, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not really. It doesn't concern me like it seems to concern other people. Okay, like I, well, it didn't concern me either because Mark Andrews was wide receiver. <laughs> right. Now, uh, at the uh, if you remember back in August when we did our uh, NFL preview show, uh, Calvin and I not only did we go through. Uh, some of the schedule in uh, the different conferences, but we also picked teams that we thought would represent those divisions in the playoffs, and we picked uh, Super Bowl champs. And so um, I wanted to kind of see where we are so far in our selections. And so let's start with the AFC. And the AFC, we uh, we all agreed, at least on the – we both agreed on the division winners. We had uh, Buffalo coming out of the East – Baltimore taking the North. Uh, We had the Colts taking the South. And we had the uh, Chiefs taking the West. And so uh, right now, Buffalo, Baltimore, and KC are leading their respective divisions. The Colts are are not – they might not even make the playoffs this year. They, They sat Matt Ryan for the rest of the year. They just fired their offensive coordinator. Uh, they just put in the guy who's never started an NFL game, who's going to quarterback for them the rest of the season, and they lost at home to the Commanders, uh, and so uh, they're not looking that good and all. So, uh, how you feel about your picks in, in terms of that uh, that that AFC South? Yeah, other than that, other than that Colts thing, um, yeah. I mean, what is it? Tennessee's in first place in that division. Tennessee's in first place in that division. Yeah, it's such a weak division. Um, yeah, I think we both were thinking that uh, with um, AJ Brown going to 
uh, the Eagles that really Tennessee people were just going to focus on stopping Derrick Henry. And exactly. Yeah, they are focusing on stopping him, but they can't. They can't, can't stop him. <laughs> they can't stop him. And I think he ran for 200-plus yards um, uh, a week and a half ago against the Texans. And he so, did. He broke uh, yeah. that team record. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, the Titans are playing with their rookie quarterback, um, Malik Willis. Uh, he oh, started, is he starting again next week? Yeah, I, I think he's starting again. Him. Okay. Because uh, Tannehill was injured. And so, I thought they brought um, Tannehill back for this this Sunday. Maybe uh, I'm not quite – I don't think so. I, I don't think so. But we'll okay. see uh, come up Sunday. But um, I think he may be starting. And so we'll see. And he only threw 10 passes in that Texans game. And they just ran Henry all over the place. <laughs> and so now our wild, our wild card kick – excuse me, picks, they differ just a little bit. Uh, in the wild card, I selected uh, the Bengals – Chargers and we both um, selected the ball, uh, the Dolphins. I can't talk this morning. So uh, again, I selected Bengals, Chargers, and we both selected the Dolphins. Your pick was uh, Chiefs and Broncos. That were the other two teams that you selected. And so uh, you know the Chiefs they're leading the division, but the Broncos. Oh, it just... I blame Sierra for this. <laughs> you ain't gonna blame that terrible team those those, those terrible wide awful. receivers and the coach the coach is awful if he makes it out of his first year i'll be shocked he's awful he's as awful. a matter of fact let me look at the standings right now the chargers are four and three they're second in the afc uh west and actually uh the Colts they're not too far back they're within striking distance of the Titans the Titans are 5 and 2 the Colts are 3 and 4 uh, you know it's not but they do have one tie and so it, it's not all gloom and doom you never know uh, as the season goes along maybe they could get into wild card contention uh the Broncos are 3 and 5 uh they did win their last game over in uh Europe and uh I think for me probably the biggest disappointment out the west is the uh, Raiders. I thought the Raiders would be a little bit better seeing as they were a playoff team last season. And um, they did pretty well. They did uh, pretty well. And they're not doing that well this season. And so, um, and the Dolphins, uh, I'm not surprised by the Dolphins. I thought they would be good. I, I thought the addition of um, Tariq Hill uh, really made them good. Although, you know, if uh, Tua doesn't get hurt, it's possible that they could be in first place in the AFC East because they did beat the Bills. Uh, but when Tua went out those three games, they they turned around and promptly lost those three games. But in the two games that Tua's been back, they, they've been back on point. They're five and three, tied for second with the Jets. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on the Dolphins. Um, I knew they would be decent. I didn't think Tyreek would make that much of a difference. And we talked about that, and he literally – did i mean oh my god just watching him and you know he's only been in the end zone twice this season wow that's crazy that's how much of an impact he's making on that team and i think those two touchdowns were against baltimore oh wow okay all right yeah he's doing it he's doing it now let's look at the nfc uh for division winners um i selected dallas out of the east and you selected the eagles and you're looking to be the smart guy on this one. I think Dallas probably would have been up there a little closer if uh, Dak does not get injured early in the season, but they actually held it together 
and uh, they're still in contention at six and two. Of course, the Eagles are the only undefeated team in the league. As a matter of fact, you know they're going to start pulling out the uh, the old Dolphins. The closer yeah. they get, let them get the ten wins. The old Dolphins are going to be coming out with the champagne bottles, talking about we waiting. We're going to see. And when they bring out the old undefeated Dolphins, that's when they usually lose. And so just, just don't bring out Mercury Mars. Don't <laughs> tell me you are good at me until you get to my block. You can get on my street. That's who they that's who they bring get out. To my block. <laughs> that's, that's who they bring out, Mercury. And so <laughs> you're gonna look up on one of the Monday night, uh, you're gonna look up on the Manning cast, and Mercury gonna be on Mercury. there with some, <laughs> he gonna be on there with some champagne. <laughs> Please All right. bring it up. <laughs> we both selected the uh, Packers to uh, to take the North. Oh, the Packers boy. are having a Packers are not going to make the playoffs this year. Uh, we selected uh, Tampa to win the South, and, oh, and again, <laughs> and uh, we both selected the Niners to take the West. And the Niners are four and four, my friend. Can you believe that? Seattle Seahawks lead that division with the five and five and three record. I think I think that addition of McCaffrey is going to turn that around for the Niners. I really do. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I okay. think they'll eventually end up winning that division. Okay, your wild cards were the Cowboys, Rams, and Cardinals. And um, my wild card were the Saints, Rams, and Cardinals. And so uh, the Saints are currently uh, tied for second in the AFC South behind the Falcons, <laughs> who could believe that, who are 4-4. Four and four. Uh, The Rams are having a rough year. They're 3-4. Uh. and four. In the West, um, all they have is Cooper Cup and um, Matt Stafford, and that's about it. And uh, the Cardinals, little man, he's little man can't see over the offensive line. He's having a little tough time running around, cussing out the coach, telling everybody to calm the f down, and all that stuff. And <laughs> little man having a rough season. He mad. He real mad. He's so, sick of Kingsbury, just like I yeah, am. I'm not he, even a fan of the team. Little man went off. Little man went, calm the F down. <laughs> calm the F down. Little man. That's when he, little looked, man, that's man. When he looked at uh, DeAndre was like, this yeah. motherfucker. Right. <laughs> yo, I've been, yo, dummy. I've been trying to tell dummy. <laughs> this clown. <laughs> Hopkins was looking like I know, bro. bro. I know, bro. Just calm down, bro. Calm down. No, <laughs> this dummy. I've been trying to tell yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Cardinals got it bad, and it ain't good. They're in last place in the NFC West, and so. So, so far right now, really our AFC picks are the tightest uh, of the both um, conferences and all. We're, we're pretty much on alignment except in the AFC South. I mean, we didn't even pick the Titans to make the playoffs. And so <laughs> we we way missing on that one. But, you know, it's still kind of a little early. Uh, Who do I know we have I, in the uh, Super Bowl? In the Super Bowl, we, <laughs> uh, you had – the Rams oh. and um, the Rams and the Ravens. I had the Buccaneers and the Bills. 
Well, you you definitely got the Bills. Um, I got the Bills still rolling strong. I have a chance with the Ravens, especially with this schedule. But the Rams, uh, you can still turn it around with the Bucks, though. I can't turn mm. it around with the Rams. Yeah, yeah, you know, Rams is done, done, <laughs> and so yeah, um, so yeah, that's where we are so far right now with our picks. As a matter of fact, as we on the theme of picks, let's go ahead and jump into this is what's this week uh, week nine nine yeah week nine all right last week and uh week eight uh calvin won uh his nine picks and i won 11 i had a real good week again yeah bro i had a good week bro you i no no yeah yeah bro okay i'm gonna go through (laughs) i'm gonna go through they cheating me on these games no i'm trying to tell you the refs are cheating me out of game. <laughs> Your Ravens pick was correct. I picked the Bucks in that game. We both picked you the did? Jaguars. You didn't pick yes. The I did not pick the Ravens that game. I picked the Bucks because it was a Thursday night. Ravens on the road. I usually say the home team is usually the team with the advantage on Thursday night games. And so Last I was wrong on that pick. Yeah, I know. Uh, Jaguars, we both picked the Jaguars to win, but the Broncos won that game. Uh, we were right on four straight picks. The Falcons, the Cowboys, the Dolphins, and the Vikings. We we both picked those correctly. We differed on the uh, Raiders and the Saints. I picked the Saints. You picked the Raiders. We both uh, they got lost. shut out. Yeah, they got shut out. We both lost on the Jets game against the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots won that big. Uh, the Steelers, we both were right on the Eagles. We won that game. Uh, Texans and the Titans. You picked the Texans. I picked the Titans. I did. Yes, you did. Uh, The Commanders, we both were right on that game against the Colts. The Niners beating the Rams, we both were right on that game. Uh, You picked the Giants over the Seahawks, and I picked the Seahawks. And we both picked the Bills correctly on the uh, Sunday night game. And we both lost out on a Monday night game. Uh, We both picked the Bengals and the Browns won it. All right, so we're starting. Am I down seven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, man. Your boy, your boy's just. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm Garland the Greek. So you're swarming now. I'm the swarm. You're the new swarm. No, I'm going back because I'm old. I'm Garland. I'm like Jimmy the Greek. I'm Garland the Greek. I'm so I'm going way back. I'm turning it around right here this week, right now. Let's go. All right, well, you're starting off good this week, and so am I. We both picked the Eagles to beat the Texans, which they did. And so let's go ahead and run through these games. Chargers, they visit Atlanta to play the Falcons. Falcons, 4-4. Four and four. Uh, They should have lost last week um, if it wasn't for DJ Moore taking off his helmet on the field and that field goal kicker yanking two field goal uh, opportunities, an extra point and a field goal opportunity. Uh, we would probably be talking about the Panthers leading that division, but yeah, they not they not giving DJ Moore the proper slaying that he deserves for that because that's yeah. an extra point that, that got was an extra back point. fifteen yards. Yeah, they're not giving him the proper slaying. He lost that game for that. He sure um, did. I'm gonna take the Chargers. Chargers, all right. I'm write that down. I'm going to. Are they playing in Atlanta? I'll take the Falcons. Let's go. I'm up Let's one. Go. All right, <laughs> Dolphins Bears. They visit Chicago to play the Bears. Ooh, the Bears added Chase 
Claypool. Ooh, that don't mean nothing. I'm still taking the Dolphins. They like they added yeah. Lin Swan. You know, I'm taking the Dolphins. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm taking the Dolphins as well. That offense is clicking. I mean, they came and back the last just, week. Yeah, the Bears lost two big pieces on defense. So. Right. Yeah. yeah, and Dolphins, they just came back uh, on your boy, the Lions, last week on Dan Campbell. And so I, I wonder how long he keeps that job. He keeps on losing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Panthers, they visit uh, Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Hmm. Uh, Bengals uh, is, are without uh, Jamar Chase. Hmm. So I want to take the Panthers, but if you take the Panthers, I'm taking the Bengals. <laughs> this is where we're going. This is, I want the Panthers because I think you're going to take the Bengals. This is where I'm trying to make up some room. But I want the Panthers. I'm telling you, I want the Panthers. You want the Panthers? You, you sure you want, you want the, Panthers? the Panthers? I'm not going to tell you what I'm picking. You pick first. I, I'm telling you, Panthers. All right, Panthers. Uh, I'm going to take the Panthers. So. No, nah, then let me take the Bengals, man. <laughs> you going to take the Bengals? Okay. Yeah, you know, I'm going to take the Bengals. This one I want to differ with you because I think this game will be a, a pretty interesting game. All right, I'm going to take the Panthers. I'll take the Bengals. All right, cool. I, I, I refuse to take the Panthers, the, the fake Super Bowl winners, the preseason <laughs> winners, and, all, and now they're all quiet. I got a friend on Facebook. He's all like, hey, we were – we were five and four when we went into Dubai last last year. I was like, dude, y'all were beating up on a weak AFC North, and y'all had already y'all wasn't zero and three in the AFC North last year when y'all went on by. So stop it. Uh, Packers they visit uh, Detroit to play the Lions. Oh man, um, yeah, this is a rough one. Yeah, I just don't think the Packers have. But the Lions' defense is so bad. Um, Jeez. I'm going to take Detroit. Okay. I'm going to take the Packers. I think they got just enough. They got just enough. All right, Colts, they visit New England to play the uh, to pay the play trips. Pay the play trips. Give me the bell. Give me the Belichicks. The Belichicks. The, yeah. the insurrections. <laughs> Insurrection Jones played good last week. He I did well know. for them. I still don't know why you hate this dude. Coup <laughs> <laughs> de Todd Jones, he did good last week. And so uh Buffalo, they visit um East Rutherford to play the Jets. You know, this will be a very good game. Um the Jets really want this game. I don't think they got enough for it. So give me the Bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that, that quarterback, he's not all that great. Yeah, Flacco would have a better chance. Yeah, I think Flacco would too. Uh, Vikings, they come down to D.C. to play the Commanders. Uh, there's big news about uh, your boy Jeff Bezos. He, uh, Dan Snyder is exploring uh, selling the team, and your boy Jeff Bezos is lining up and talking about Jay-Z is going to be a minority owner. I hope Jay-Z has more um, – Ownership stake than he had with the Nets, but uh, we'll see. That's not um, racist that he called him a minority owner. <laughs> <laughs> Let me. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, the, the Commanders. Well, you know what? Actually, who are they playing again? The Commanders. They're playing the Vikings. Vikings lead the and uh, at home. NFC North. Yes, they're you playing at home. We'll see. They just picked up Hawkinson, and I know they're going to start him. It's a big body. Yeah, I'll take the Vikings. Vikes. Right. I really want to take the commanders in this one. And I'm taking the Vikings as well. 
Uh, Raiders, they visit uh, Duval to play the Jaguars. The Raiders need this win. I'm going to take the Raiders. All right, fantastic. I'm taking the Raiders as well. Jaguars has just been a disappointment. I've picked them several times, and they have not produced. Uh, Seattle, they visit Arizona to play uh, Little Man in the um, Cardinals. I hate Kingsbury. Oh, damn, I hate Kingsbury. Um, they've moved Rondell into the into the slot. I'll take the Cardinals. All right, I'll take the Seahawks. Uh, they've been good to me this season. Uh, the Rams they visit Tampa in the uh, matchup of the NFC Divisional Playoff last year. They played the Buccaneers. You yeah, got a down Tom Brady. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. You got a down uh, Tom Brady uh, having a down year, loses his supermodel, and uh, they have a lot of injuries on defense as well. I'm taking the Rams. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Rams. Um, Tom Brady looks like he's he's done. He looks yeah. finished. Yeah. And uh, the Sunday night game is uh, Titans visit KC to play the Chiefs. How many are we different in? And I'm down seven. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're down seven. We're different in like. Well, I'm not going. You know what? I'm not changing this one. Give me the Chiefs. What, what am take I the Chiefs? Yeah, I say you trying to really. <laughs> Don't outthink yourself now. Don't, don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Yeah, what am I thinking? <laughs> All right. Uh, the Monday night matchup, Baltimore goes down to New Orleans to play the Saints. They're going to be without Rashad Bateman. Uh, not sure about uh, the status of Mark Andrews or Gus Edwards. I would hope that maybe they would sit them uh, going into the bye because I'm more concerned about what happens coming out of the bye as opposed to going into it. I think they got enough running back to at least carry them through that game. I think they have enough receiving core to carry them through that game as well. Uh, they're going to have to really focus on stopping uh, Alvin Kamara, who had a big game last week. Uh, Chris Olave is a rookie wide receiver. They've been without Mike Thomas or uh, Landry for most of the season. And so, um, but, you know, Andy Dalton always manages to have good games against them, he but this does. is a different type a defense. This is not playing Wink Martindale. Uh, the Ravens seem a little bit more disciplined defensively as opposed to those other years. And so saying all that to say this, of course, I'm going with the home team. We're going to take the Ravens. Um, and everything you said, I agree with. And then the Ravens are going to be strutting out there. Roquan Smith, um, yeah. possibly a Jabo and Bowser. So, yeah, I'm taking the Ravens also. All right. Fantastic. All right. So let's go through them again. Uh uh, Calvin takes the Chargers. I take the Falcons. Uh, and the Dolphins versus the Bears. We both take the Dolphins. Uh, Panthers versus Bengals. Uh, Calvin takes the Bengals. I take the Panthers. Reluctantly. Reluctantly. <laughs> Packers versus Lions. Calvin takes the Lions. I'm taking the Pack. Uh, Colts versus Patriots. Calvin's taking the Patriots. I'm taking the Pates as well with Insurrection Jones. Uh, Bills, they played the Jets. Uh, we both took the Bills. Vikings versus Commanders. We both took the Vikes. Let me Raiders. switch. Let me okay. switch. Give me the Commanders. All right. Last minute switch. I, I, I got a feeling about that one. Give me the Commanders. All right. Last minute switch. All right. And so uh, Raiders versus Jaguars down in uh, Jacksonville. Duval. Duval. And so we're both taking the Raiders in that game. Seahawks, the division-leading Seahawks, visit the last place, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Calvin's taking the Cardinals. I'm taking the Seahawks. 
Uh, Rams visit Tampa. Uh, we both take the Rams and Titans on Sunday night. Visit KC for the barbecue. We're both taking the Chiefs. And on Monday night, we're both taking the Ravens over the Saints. All right. Fantastic. All right, bro. You ready? Let's do it. Come on, yo. Um, you want me to go first? Yep, you can go first. So um, last week I talked about and we, we I talked about the City Poly matchup and we had a um, whole big week leading up to that. We being uh, City Poly folks leading up to the game and the game was good. City wins the game. That's 11 wins in a row. And it was, you know, instead of being able to celebrate that, um, there was a fight on the field and initial mm. reports were that the both teams were fighting and it was a big melee. Um, if you ever, if you actually get to see the video, you'll see that two assistant coaches, one from Polly and one from city actually were the ones that got into the fight and the kids were, they're trying to break it up. And of course, when the kids are trying to break it up, there's going to be some pushing and shoving between the kids also. Um, it was not a melee, but it was a fight. But it was a fight started by the adults. Um, the consequences are that both teams have been suspended from the playoffs. They would not be able to play in the playoffs. And come on, yo. These assistant coaches, what are you doing? Like, you, you cannot do this and it doesn't it's not necessarily that it's a city poly game you just should not be doing this in front of any of the kids now the kids have to suffer what about these seniors they have to suffer these consequences so now their last game is the this is the memory of their last game so of course everyone is trying to go to the board and get this overturned at least get the team to play um and and i hope that works out you know but again come on yo we we got to do better as adults um in front of children and this was the biggest game of the season in the city like you you know how big this game is to everyone and you can't do that you just you just come on yo we we got to do better as adults we always talk about doing better as black people but we have to do better as adults adults um and it's not and and i'm bringing up the assistant coaches but you and i've talked about this before it's also when we're at little league games how we act yeah. as adults how we act as parents these kids look up to us and they follow us they do what we do when you are especially when you are a coach these kids are hanging on your every word a lot of these players even when you get into the college and professional levels they're closer to the assistant coach than they are to the head coach. So as an assistant coach, you have kids that are really looking up to you and this is what you do. And then you make them suffer the consequences. And a lot of assistant coaches, this isn't a full-time job for them. So even if they get fired or removed, it's not gonna be that much of an impact. Come on, yo, let's do better for these children. Those two assistant coaches were dead wrong. Um, they definitely should be fired and removed, but I hope the consequences of their actions get reversed and I hope in their mind they really understand how wrong they were and how bad they treated these children in that in that small amount of time. I agree with you. I think it's an overreaction definitely by the school system and uh, by the state um, licensing body for high school sports. Uh, I, you know, you had to look at the tape and see that. And it's so crazy, Calvin, because um when I was in my Facebook feed on Friday, the night of the game, there was no mention of any fight, none. 
And I didn't really start to see a mention of the fight and of, of a fight until the news uh, started reporting it maybe Saturday night, Sunday morning. And it was like, okay, so obviously people were there. They did not view it as a fight. It, it was just a little dust up. But, you know, once it got to the local media, it turned into this big, almost riot type of situation, which it was not. And um, I agree with you. I think, you know, we can have adults who are over-invested in sports. I mean, I, I'm not a city or poly graduate, but I understand the importance of rivalry and I understand the importance of competition, but you never let competition take you to the point where you're throwing fisticuffs after a game. This is all in sportsmanship, especially at this level. And so, um, yeah, it was unfortunate to see. And um, I feel for those uh, students who have been putting in practice since August in hot weather, all these hours devoted to uh, getting to this dream of getting to the playoffs. When I played in high school, uh, high, uh, public schools did not participate in the state playoffs. <laughs> and so after, you know, that last season, after that last game of the season was over, that was it. We did not get to go to any type of playoffs because the public school system was not in the state playoff system at that time. And so this is an excitement for a lot of these kids because they possibly may get to go down to College Park, where I think they played at uh, Naval Academy Stadium, the, uh, the championship games. They get to get to that level. And, you know, it's hard work paying off. And so, uh, yeah, I feel sorry for those guys. Um, my come on, yo, is this on, on Tuesday, short and sweet. We got, we got something big going on. It's the elections. It's midterm elections. And elections mean a lot, people. Um, we can't sit this one out. We can't sit it out. We, we, we can't turn a blind eye to this. Uh, people always say, why, you know, it's just the choice of uh, two evils and the, the less of two evils. And, you know, uh, my vote don't mean nothing. And, and as a matter of fact, I used to be one of those people. But I started to realize that when people try to take something from you in terms of your rights, that means it's very important. And as we've seen over the last four years, that people have fought hard to, to take away voting rights. They fought hard against uh, making voting more accessible to blacks and other minorities. Uh, they're unleashing these white national, nationalist groups to try to intimidate voters. Um, it's important, y'all. We gotta get out there and vote, especially what happens on a local level. It's impactful. And so we need to make sure you participate. If you've early voted, thank you. Uh, early voted in Maryland ended on uh, Thursday, I believe it was. And so you have to you know, go out and vote on Tuesday. I know it might be a long line. Just stay in line. Don't, don't leave. Don't get out. Don't quit and say, oh, man, I ain't got time for this. I'll try to come back later. No. Just like you. I don't want to say that because that's stereotypical. I was going to say just like you get ready for the club and all that stuff. No. It's more important than the club. Just get out there and vote, y'all. Okay? I don't need to guilt trip you. I shouldn't have to guilt trip you into exercising your uh, your your basic right. You know, that's why Insurrection Jones and them were out here last year on January the 6th trying to overturn the election because the election means something. Okay? 
that's my come on you yeah it, it basically if if like we always say to people if your vote wasn't important they would not be trying to take it and they continue right. to try to take it um if your vote wasn't important insurrection jones and the boys would not have been at the Capitol. right they knew what you did and they did not want that to happen they only wanted their vote to count not yours exactly. so definitely get out here and vote um i do the uh, mail-in ballot where they email it to me i uh fill it out and i drop it in the little box because i don't want to stand in the line but i gotta vote so go. they email it to me i fill it out and drop it right in the box up at garland's old high school yeah um, there's a there's a drop box right there so that's also another option that maryland has and we also have to understand that there are a lot of states that don't have that aren't afforded the voting privileges that we are we can early vote. We do not need to show ID when we vote. Um, we can do drop boxes. So, you know, if you're here in Maryland, make sure you take advantage of those sort of things. Ooh. And, you know, even if for whatever reason you didn't take advantage of it this vote and you got to stand in line, take take advantage of it the next time we vote. It'll come around in another two years before you know it, it'll be here again. So. Yeah, and, and I'm saying, man, you know, people like uh, I saw to my supervisor the other day and he was like, yeah, because when Westmore get in, I was like, I'm sorry, but I'm not willing to say that right now. I said, we said that when Trump ran, everybody, I mean, you know, my children calling me from college about daddy, what's happening? I can't believe this and that, you know, Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton. And so never know about Dan Cox. So that's why you got to go out and vote. People thinking like it's already given to Westmore. And, yeah, and see, and you're right. You actually don't know. You We we live in a bubble here in Baltimore because everything yeah. that um, we vote for is Democratic and everyone that wins is Democratic. Right. They think Hogan the rest the of the state. Yeah, the rest of the state is not like that. Larry Hogan is a Republican that beat Anthony Brown, who was coming off a of lieutenant governor um, right. as, as a Democrat. You know, prior to that, we've had, um, uh, what's the guy? I just saw him with the hair. Uh, Ehrlich. Ehrlich. We had Ehrlich. Ehrlich was mm -hmm. a Republican governor. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Maryland is not beyond electing a yeah. Republican. I don't think people really realize this, Calvin. I mean, yes, um, Baltimore is uh, is very strongly Democratic, but the rest of the state, it's like, we're first of all, we're in the South. We, we, we like to be in denial of that. We are the northernmost south. south city. <laughs> yes, we're, we're in the South. And South State, rather. Yes, the Eastern Shore, and once you get past Howard County, Western Maryland, very, very conservative, very MAGA land, extremely MAGA. And so get out there and vote, people. If you ever ride through any places like uh, going to like Deep Creek, which is, um, you know, yeah, Aaron County and all, you'll see Trump signs everywhere, all over Maryland, um, all over the place. And actually, if you all you got to do is Confederate flags, take a look at the last election um, for governor, the last election for governor and look at where he wins and where he loses. So Hogan will lose Baltimore. He'll mm -hmm. lose Montgomery County. He'll lose PG County. But he'll win everything else, else because everything else is highly conservative. Mm -hmm. Now, um, it is a stretch. You know, we, we would want to think that the Maryland conservatives aren't MAGA conservatives, which are a smaller group. So, you know, um, with that being said, Westmore may have a better chance, but it's still not a given, like Arlen said. So right. make sure you get out here and vote. Get out and vote. 
we thought Hillary was a given and she was not. Right. Um, but anyway, that is the end of the podcast. We definitely thank you for joining us. And we want you to join us on Monday when we go over the last two Queen episodes Sugar. of Queen Sugar. Um, Queen Sugar is coming to an end and this is the final mm-hmm. season. So we're going to do the uh, most recent two episodes just to get you ready for the episode that comes out Tuesday. And of course, join us back here for the podcast next weekend. We'll send that out and we'll have some more stuff to talk about. Hopefully we'll be talking about the Ravens going into the bye week at six and three. Yeah, um, hopefully. Yeah. So, you know, and, and really having a stranglehold on first place in the AFC North. Also real quick, um, before I sign out, Garland mentioned that when he was in high school, they didn't uh, get a chance to go to the playoffs. And one of the reasons is because they couldn't keep cutting the leather helmets that they were using. I think <laughs> after, the, after that last game, they had to get new leather helmets to go into the playoffs, and they weren't able to do that. But this is all things black. That's <laughs> a shame. That's boys. a shame. I'm Calvin. <laughs> you rock me looking guy over there is Garland. <laughs> Back in my day. (laughs) And we will talk to you all later. Later, Garland. Man, later. You have been listening to Fanboys, an All Things Black with Garland and Calvin production. Thank you for listening and make sure to rate and review this episode on all of your podcast platforms.